Chapter Thirty Six of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Thirty Six The Horrible and Tremendous Spectacle. All have passed the fearful and the desperate and the strong, some like the bark that rushes with the blast some like the leaf worn tremblingly along and some like men who have but one more field to fight and then may slumber on their shield therefore they arm in hope Himans. at earliest dawn next morning juan established himself in an upper room of one of the high houses which overlooked the gate of the triana he had hired it from the owners for the purpose stipulating for sole possession and perfect loneliness at sunrise the great cathedral bell tolled out solemnly and all the bells in the city responded through the crowd which had already gathered in the street richly dressed citizens were threading their way on foot he knew they were those who out of zeal for the faith had volunteered to act as patrinos or godfathers to the prisoners walking beside them in the procession amongst them he recognized his cousins don manuel and don balthazar they were all admitted into the castle by a private door ere long the great gate was flung open juan's eyes were riveted to the spot there was a sound of singing sweet and low as of childish voices for the first to issue from those gloomy portals were the boys of the college of doctrine dressed in white surplices and chanting litanies to the saints clear and full at intervals rose from their lips the ora pro nobis of the response and tears gathered unconsciously in the eyes of juan at the old familiar words in great contrast with the white-robed children came the next in order juan drew his breath hard for here were the penitents pale melancholy faces costly and disconsolate beyond what can be imagined forms clothed in black without sleeves and barefooted hands carrying extinguished tapers those who walked foremost in the procession had only been convicted of such minor offences as blasphemy sorcery or polygamy but by and by there came others wearing ugly sanbenitos yellow with red crosses and conical paper mitres on their heads juan's eye kindled with intenser interest for he knew that these were lutherans not without a wild dream hope perhaps that the near approach of death might have subdued his brother's fortitude did he scan in turn every mournful face there was luis de brego the illuminator of church books there walking long afterwards as far more guilty was medel de spinoza the dealer in embroidery who had received the testaments brought by juliano there were many others of much higher rank with whom he was well acquainted altogether more than eighty in number the long and melancholy train swept by every man or woman attended by two monks and a patrino but carlos was not amongst them then came the great cross of the inquisition the face turned towards the penitent the back to the impenitent those devoted to the death of fire and now juan's breath came and went his lips trembled all his soul was in his eager straining eyes now first he saw the hideous zamara 
a black robe painted all over with saffron-coloured flames into which devils and serpents rudely represented were thrusting the impenitent heretic a paper crown or carossa similarly adorned covered the victim's head but the face of the wearer was unknown to juan he was a poor artisan juan de leon by name who had made his escape by flight but had been afterwards apprehended in the low countries torture and cruel imprisonment had almost killed him already but his heart was strong to suffer for the lord he loved and though the pallor of death was on his cheek there was no fear there but the countenances of those that followed juan knew too well never afterwards could he exactly recall the order in which they walked yet every individual face stamped itself indelibly in his memory he would carry those looks in his heart until his dying hour no less than four of the victims wore the white tunic and brown mantle of saint jerome one of these was an old man leaning on his staff for very age but with joy and confidence beaming in his countenance the white locks from which garcia's arias had gained the name of dr blanco had been shorn away but juan easily recognized the waverer of past days now strengthened with all might according to the glorious power of him whom at last he had learned to trust the accomplished cristobal d'arellano and fernando de san juan master of the college of doctrine followed calm and dauntless steadfast too though not without little natural shrinking from the doom of fire was a mere youth juan crisostomo then came one clad in a doctor's robe with the step of a conqueror and the mien of a king as he issued from the triana he chanted in a clear and steady voice the words of the hundred and ninth psalm hold not thy peace o god of my praise for the mouth of the ungodly yea the mouth of the deceitful is opened upon me and they have spoken against me with false tongues they compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause help me o lord my god o save me according to thy mercy and they shall know that this is thine hand and that thou lord hast done it though they curse yet bless thou so died away the voice of juan gonzalez one of the noblest of christ's noble band of witnesses in spain all these were arrayed in the garments of the ecclesiastical orders to be solemnly degraded on the scaffold in the square of st francis but there followed one already in the full infamy or glory of the zamara and carroza with painted flames and demons with a thrill of emotion juan recognized his friend and teacher cristobal lozada looking calm and fearless a hero marching to his last battle conquering and to conquer yet even that face soon faded from juan's thoughts for there walked in that gloomy death procession six females persons of rank nearly all of them young and beautiful but worn by imprisonment and more than one amongst them maimed by torture yet if man was cruel christ for whom they suffered was pitiful their countenances calm and even radiant revealed the hidden power by which they were sustained their names which deserve a place beside those of the women of old who were last at his cross and first beside his open sepulchre were doña isabella de baena in whose house the church was wont to meet 
the two sisters of Juan Gonzalez, Doña Maria de Virves, Doña Maria de Cornell, and, last of all, Doña Maria de Bohorques, whose face shone as the first martyrs looking up into heaven. She alone, of all the female martyr band, appeared wearing the gag, an honour due to her heroic efforts to console and sustain her companions in the court of the Triana. Juan's brave heart well nigh burst with impotent, indignant anguish. I thee me, my Spain, he cried. Thou seest these things and endurest them. Lucifer, son of the morning, thou art fallen, fallen from thy high place amongst the nations. It was true. From the man or nation that hath not shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. Had the spirit of chivalry, Spain's boast and pride, been faithful to its own dim light, it might even then have saved Spain. But its light became darkness, its trust was betrayed into the hand of superstition. Therefore, in the just judgment of God, its own degradation quickly followed. Spain's chivalry lost gradually all that was genuine, all that was noble in it, until it became only a faint and ghostly mockery, a sign of corruption, like the phosphoric light that flickers above the grave. Absorbed in his bitter thoughts, Juan well nigh missed the last of the doomed ones, last because highest in worldly rank. Sad and slow, with eyes bent down, Don Juan Ponce de Leon walked along. The flames on his amara were reversed, poor symbol of the poor mercy for which he sold his joy and triumph and dimmed the brightness of his martyr crown yet surely he did not lose the glad welcome that awaited him at the close of that terrible day nor the right to say with the erring restored apostle lord thou knowest all things thou knowest that i love thee all the living victims had passed now and don carlos alvarez was not amongst them juan breathed a sigh of relief but not yet did his straining eyes relax their gaze, for Rome's vengeance reached even to the grave. Next there were borne along the statues of those who had died in heresy, robed in the hideous Zamara, and followed by black chests containing their bones to be burned. Not there, no, not there. At last Juan's trembling hands let go the framework of the window to which they had been clinging, and the intense strain over he fell back exhausted. The stately pageant swept by, unwatched by him. He never saw what all Seville was gazing on with admiration, the grand procession of the judges and councillors of the city in their robes of office, the chapter of the cathedral, the long slow train of priests and monks that followed, and then, in a space left empty out of reverence, the great green standard of the inquisition was borne aloft and over it a gilded crucifix then came the inquisitors themselves in their splendid official dresses and lastly on horseback and in gorgeous apparel the familiars of the inquisition it was well that juan's eyes were turned from that side what avails it for lips white with passion to heap wild curses on the heads of those for whom god's curse already waits in calm shadow until the day of reckoning be fully come curses after all are weapons dangerous to use and apt to pierce the hand that yields them his first feeling was one of intense relief almost of joy 
he had escaped the maddening torture of seeing his brother dragged before his eyes to the death of anguish and shame but to that succeeded the bitter thought growing soon into full mournful conviction i shall see his face no more on earth he is dead or dying yet that day the deep strong current of his brotherly love was crossed by another tide of emotion those heroic men and women whom he watched as they passed along so calmly to their doom had he no bond of sympathy with them was it so long since he had pressed losada's hand in grateful friendship and thanked dona isabella de baena for the teaching received beneath her roof with a thrill of keen and sudden shame the gallant soldier saw himself a recreant who had flaunted his gay uniform on the parade and at the field day but when the hour of conflict came had stepped aside and let the sword and the bullet find out braver and truer hearts he could not die thus for his faith on the contrary it cost him but little to conceal it to live in every respect like an orthodox catholic what then had they which he had not something that enabled his young brother the boy who used to weep for a blow to stand and look fearless in the face of a horrible death something that enabled even poor wild passionate gonzalva to forgive and pray for the murderers of the woman he loved what was it End of chapter thirty six